Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to We're Offended, You're Offended, the podcast. I'm Kim, and this is Tyler. And happy hump day. Wow, chicka, wow, wow. Hope everyone is having a fantastic week so far. And uh, yeah, we got a lot of info for you guys today. So Tyler, you want to kick us off? Yeah, okay. So we're going to be looking into China blaming everyone but themselves for anything they ever do wrong ever. Um, you know, the 270 doctors, quote unquote, in, in, I use that, I use that word very loosely. I'm about to fly away with, uh, was that, was that Chris Farley? He was doing that and he was trying to fly when he was doing quotations. I think it was Chris. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. So the 270 doctors. So, uh, and, um, well, I guess an article, oh, there was uh, truck drivers that were protesting um, at the Emerson Pemina border crossing. And then a father um, that I guess is kind of on the run. So, yeah, we have uh, we have a lot of stuff to get into. Um, so let's just, you know, before we get into it. So, of course, well, I, I will say because of what we're talking about today, it might get flagged. It might get removed from YouTube. So, um, <clears throat> of course, if we do, well, it'll always be on Rumble. We'll always be on Rumble. We'll always be on Spotify until these 270 doctors come for us and say that we're misinformation. Um, but of course, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we will, you know, barring some catastrophe with our internet, um, you'll always find us on Rumble and on Spotify. So. Uh, no, if you don't see us on YouTube or, well, basically, if you don't see us on YouTube, because, you know, they're very heavy handed um, with their stuff. So, um, and I know, like, because of a lot of the stuff that we kind of talk about, it uh, it does get kind of tanked. It's not promoted very well, because, you know, this is the type of stuff that we, we focus on. Um, but yeah, hit the, hit the like button, you know, share it. If, uh, if you're on Rumble, smash the Rumble button. Uh, if you're on Spotify, leave us a, a rating. Uh, and so, whew, all right, everyone, grab your drinks, sit down. If you're not standing, um, you know. Okay, let's get into, so China is blaming its COVID problem on Canada. So this came from what? the National Post. Yeah, so it, it's interesting. So I'll, I'll, I'll read off the article and then, uh, yeah. Okay, so as Omicron threatens to sweep China just in time for the Beijing Winter Olympics, Chinese health authorities are blaming the variant's arrival squarely on Canada. After being reported its first confirmed case of Omicron, officials in the city were quick to say that the patient had just received a letter from Toronto, which may have been contaminated with the virus. Oh, come on. We do not rule out the possibility that the person was infected through contacting an object from overseas, said Peng Zinf, fuck yourself, deputy director of the Beijing Center of Disease Prevention and Control. Uh, there's not really any evidence of COVID-19 being able to hitch a ride abroad letter mail, which is why infectious disease experts are calling the Chinese claim bewildering. The COVID-19 virus is unlikely to persist in an active state for more than a day or two. 
high friction with other documents in a mailbag makes survival of even a day seem unlikely, said the uh, University of Toronto epidemiologist Colin Furness. Furness? Furness. I don't know. I'm going with Furness. Um, it's far from the first time that China had made dubious accusations of COVID-19 pitching its way into the country on foreign packages. Throughout much of 2020, Chinese uh, COVID-19 outbreaks were repeatedly blamed on contaminated imports of frozen food, including from Canada. The last December, China's state media even implied that foreign food could have seeded the world's first COVID-19 cases in Wuhan. Oh, come on. So China, China is now saying, <laughs> okay, that uh. we didn't start this. There was actually reports that China was saying that U.S. military officials created the virus and brought it over. So in November 2020, Canada complained to the World Trade Organization that China constantly pointed the finger at imported Jews was amounting to unjustified trade restrictions. So the World Trade Organization is supposed to be a world-governing, world, you know, first world, uh, or one world government um, organization that helps settle trade disputes. So, okay, so I'll go off on a little bit of a tangent. Come on. So Dr. Dr. Anthony Fauci has lied in front of Congress under oath that the United States did not help fund gain of research in the Wuhan Virology Lab, which obviously they did. So, but I, I, I don't know if everyone remembers, but China was saying that the U.S. created this. This is the, the U.S. did this. The U.S. funded all this. So to an extent, China is right, but they definitely fucking helped in it. I mean, frickin' helped in it. So, you know what? So it's just, it's interesting to see that they point the finger. It's like the, you know, it's, it's like when Russia just kills a, a foreign dignitary and they go, I don't know, he just, he just died, you know. <laughs> Oopsie. Like, yeah, big, big mistake, you know, like, they've killed a lot of uh, political adversaries to Putin and, you know, the KGB. So it's just, it's really <laughs> unusual. You know, that China is saying, well, this is Canada's fault. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Call me crazy. But I'm pretty sure, as Jon Stewart said, the SARS, the SARS virus came out of the Wuhan lab that studies coronaviruses it's the fucking it's the coronavirus lab that's yeah. their thing it's like if if you went if you went to wendy's and you got a frosty you wouldn't go to burger king and be like yo you fucked up my frosty it's like dude we don't even need frosty right well there's even speculation that it came out um way sooner than anybody even thinks like most people think like oh. they they had said it was I guess, December, but there actually, there was at that exact Wuhan lab, they had a power outage back in September. All of a sudden, all the power went out. And then the next day, they, whatever, then all of a sudden, they, they started spending millions on a new air conditioning system 
for this lab, you know, like his air conditioning was all of a sudden super important, but it's just, and they spent millions on it. It just seems highly suspicious. There was a big power outage. Then all of a sudden, oh God, they spend millions on allegedly an air conditioning system. Well, they spent money or, you know, they had all their nationals, all their, you know, all their the government arm across the world picking up PPE, I think, as early as I believe. I think it was either September or October yeah, of I, 2020. It was like right they after were, this power outage and their uh, air conditioning thing. 100 percent. So the thing is, it seems a yeah. little highly suspicious. So something happened there. Something happened. Something in it. Something got out, and they were like, yeah. "Oh fuck!" And, well, and North America. Well, I should say, like Canada, or, or sorry, the United States will hold their own to account. China doesn't. They don't. They don't recognize intellectual property as a thing. They just steal. That's the only thing China is good at. They they can't create anything themselves. Like they literally can't, they don't, they just, they just take, you know, someone develops it, say in North America, and then they grab all the components and they ship it off to another place. So what they'll do is, so like, like, let's say your cell phone or your, well, your smartphone, for example. So the, the product will be developed in North America and then its components get sent and manufactured somewhere else. The, the components, and then it get, all gets assembled somewhere else, too. So what China does is they, if they can get the, the patents or, or the, the design documents, then they are able to create it. They, in effect, become you know, the de facto manufacturer of knockoff. That's why there's like literally Apple, like Chinese-made Apple products. Like it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's an absolute knockoff it's a true replication and it's just super fucking cheap so you know to for them to to blame another country you know that's just that's just what they do they have they have no integrity and i mean the government you know i'm sure that the people are are fantastic and they're just trying to you know live day to day and you know just like anyone else but the government is a very different story they they applaud that they give funding for places that literally rip off other countries products well but you know what this is what you get this is what you get when you're fucking when you're so greedy it's money at no matter what cost so you know what i I think those places like how many businesses have have been you know they develop something in north america and then, well, we want to manufacture it in China. Okay, well, then China comes in and says, oh, okay, well, we'll take a, you know, a 51% majority stake in your business. And then they, it's a hostile takeover. So then that product is no longer a North American product. It is now, it's a Chinese-owned product. That's all they're good at. All they do is, is steal because they're not good at, they can't design anything. They're fucking small eyes. They can't see anything. So that's, you know, that's just what happens. <laughs> well, it's just, it's, it's kind of funny because it's like the entire world is blaming China for the whole COVID outbreak. And it's like in, in some ways, like, I mean, he's, he's had Trudeau 
in or they've had Trudeau in their little back pocket for a long time. And it's like yeah. now that they're, hmm, I guess, kind of going against certain things and finally, you know, getting somewhat of a brain only when it comes to China that all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, no. Now we need to attack, attack Canada. Yeah. Like, let's blame them. They, well, they start I mean, but they, they can't. They can't. Because Canada has, doesn't, it, like, we're, we're a small dog, you know, with a big bark. Like, that's, that's it. We don't do anything. We don't actually impose sanctions. We don't say, hey, any, any businesses doing business with China, you're done. Your shit, like, as Trump was doing, like, uh, you will be tariffed into the ground. And this is one thing that actually I really applauded Trump for. I believe it was, full, no, GM. I believe, I'm pretty sure it was GM. Check me on this. This is coming off the dome piece. Shut up, Hemi. I'll kill you. Okay. All right. Um, but GM was looking at investing hundreds of million dollars in a new factory in Mexico. And Trump said directly, if you do this, I will tax, I will tariff your vehicles that no one will buy them. You will be put out of business. And GM said, well, fuck me. I guess we'll, and well, they built a bunch of production facilities in North America. So this is kind of the, you know, the same thing. Canada just goes, well, you know, well, hmm, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like it, China. And we sit there and just cross our arms and pout about it. Like, you're going to trip over your fucking bottom lip, you, you fucking whiner. Yeah. But, you know, Trudeau has shown over and over that he admires these countries. He admires them. So if he admires dictatorships, communist countries, you think he gives a fuck about what, what's going on here? <sighs> okay. Um, yeah. It was just a, an interesting little, a little aside that, of course, China's gonna, China's gonna China. They they don't take accountability for anything. <laughs> like it's always someone else's problem. China's but, oh, gonna China. I, I, so I, um, I didn't want to tell you. Well, I brought this up briefly, but so I finally got a call back from the Manitoba School Board Association, Ooh, and I yes. talked to them with with regards to this Doctor Ash, Ash, Ashwad, I believe. I can't remember his name. And uh, the Canadians, uh, Canadian Anti-Hate Network, and I, and I, I broke it down and I, I developed, you know, gave more information about, you know, the articles that I started looking at. And they're developing toolkits for Manitoba teachers, which, you know, the only thing that would help that is the Manitoba Teachers Association. Yeah. So I will give one correction. Because I could have sworn in those articles, it said Manitoba Education or Manitoba um, School Board. I could have sworn it said that, but I guess, you know, just in looking in different articles and collaborating everything together, uh, I guess that's what I ended up falling on. That while well, I would assume if it's Manitoba teachers, would it not be the Manitoba uh, Education Board? Like, I think. Yeah, but so this, you know, the guy said, well, you know, the, he, he, and he, you know, the, the guy, you know, his name was Morgan at the, the Teacher Society or the Manitoba, um, whatever. Um, you know, he, he looked at the article and he, and I, and I kind of went through it a little bit. Like, mind you, I was, you know, trying to do this all off of memory. And so I was giving him some, some context, you know, I'm talking about the right wing extremism. And he says, like, as far as we know, 
we're not funding, we're not looking into any of them. So, as, well, and I, and I ended up saying, well, because the Canadian Anti-Hate Network is, is supposedly working directly with teachers in Manitoba to help them uh, combat right-wing extremism. I wonder if it's going to be more like universities and stuff and not... Um... It's between grade 8 and up. Oh, shit, that's right. It's, it says specifically grade 8 and up. They're looking yeah. at developing these toolkits to indoctrinate children. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll clarify that, but, you know, the, the, the gentleman there, he, you know, he seemed quite forthcoming, and, uh, and he said, like, if you, you do find any more information, I said, dude, we, I've, been, I've been going down this rabbit hole for a week looking into this stuff, and I'm going to keep exposing... Um, and, I, you know, and I had to bring, like, even inform him, like I said, like, well, you know, anti-racism, like, yeah, I, I don't think anyone would be opposed to that. Like, well, I'm against racism, so therefore, logically, I would be anti-racist. And I had to say that that, that doesn't think. mean I, I think what you, you're, you're, you're thinking it means is, you know, I brought up, like, you know, the, the, the book from Ibram X. Kendi, you know, uh, some of the teachings of Karl Marx and the critical race theory and all this type of stuff. I said, all this is rooted in authoritarian communism and overthrowing a government. That's the whole thing. You know, there's the, oh, who is that Russian KGB defector? Uh, I don't know. Um, Yuri Bezmenov, that's it. Well, if you look at like his his speeches, like he talks about how to destabilize a country, you know, you demoralize them, you confuse them, you subvert, you know, the, the populace and then the country, it just collapses. That's all what he talks about. But so, yeah, it was just a, a little bit of a uh, an aside to uh, to that original segment um, that we were talking about last week. And, you know, I'm, and I. I'm going to keep looking more and more into this stuff. Um, well, it's but, good that someone actually yeah. called you back. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still waiting on our uh, MLA to phone me back. So I'm going to give them a phone call tomorrow and see, uh, see what the deal be. Yeah, no? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, with uh, China being China and blaming everyone else but themselves for anything ever. Uh, Let's get into this. So, this is from News Punch, and there's tons of other places I just I went with here because I like the name News Punch. I, I find it kind of entertaining. Yeah, they punch you in the face with some news. Wow. I like it. Yeah, yeah. You, you want news? Pat, right get. in the kisser. <laughs> okay, so the 270. So uh, I'm sure you you've seen this, Kim. Like the the letter to Spotify, this open letter that. Uh, you know, Joe Rogan is, he spreads misinformation and all this type of stuff. I haven't seen it, but I have heard. Okay. So, uh, as News Punch, you know, the, as the article is titled, so the 270 doctors, doctor, so what? Check that out. The 270 doctors call out Joe Rogan's story is fake. They are not real doctors. So this was, uh, so the article goes with, uh, so well, I reviewed this open letter and it turns out that only around 100 of the 270 plus 
Signatories to the letter are people with qualified medical degrees. And a large chunk of that 100 or so medical doctors are MDs employed at universities who are not, in fact, practitioners of medicine. Ooh, the plot thickens. Oh, tra- I got, I got, I, I, I bring receipts. If I say something, you know, I got receipts. So as the, the letter says, and then this is a bit of an excerpt from it. So as physicians, we bear the arduous weight of a pandemic that has stretched our medical systems to their limits and only stands to be exacerbated by the anti-vaccination sentiment woven into this and other episodes of Rogan's podcast. Hmm, okay. So that is that was their claim, that Joe Rogan... You know, I, I'm, I'm going to set this up a little bit. So from We Are Change. So 270 angry scientists cite MSM fact checks in open letter urging Spotify to deplatform Rogan. So two weeks after Joe Rogan... Uh, interviewed mRNA inventor Dr. Robert Malone on his Spotify podcast, which boasts 11 million viewers on average. You said he who shall not be named's name. Yeah, well, we get, uh, you know, we'll get banned, whatever. (laughs) So 11, check that out, 11 million viewers per episode. God, I wish. Come on, guys, start sharing us. Yeah. Yeah, of course, uh, so an angry letter brigade of 270 doctors and scientists have written an open letter to Spotify to demand they censor Joe Rogan and implement a COVID-19 misinformation policy. Oh my God. So that people, even highly trained virologists, immunologists, uh, such as Malone, can't contradict the science. And of course, just three of the signatories are immunologists. Roughly 10% are nurses or nurse practitioners, and 33 are some type of assistant, like a professor, a nurse, they work in a lab. In short, hardly any of these people are qualified to refute Dr. Malone, which is probably why they link to fact checks instead of compiling their own response on the merits of what Dr. Malone has said. Oh, you mean fact checks like Facebook fact checks, how that's uh, just opinion Opinion? based. And we've covered that in previous episodes. Uh, Yeah, it's not actual facts. It's literally just opinion checks. Well, that's that's the same thing. Rachel Maddow was being sued because she's opinion and her listeners should understand that when she says literally, she doesn't literally mean literally. She means (laughs) figure. She means literally figuratively. Right. Well, you know what, you know, like, like I've said before, we seem to be changing the meaning of words left, right and center lately. Yeah. So why not now change literally to figuratively? Yeah, like if you say literally, you would assume that means literally, like when she said that, uh, what is it? OAN is literally paid Russia propagandist. Yeah, that sounds that, that sounds like an assertion of fact. They are literally not figuratively, they are literally paid Russian propagandists. Yeah. But they were sued and they were like, they were found out that, you know, Rachel Maddow is fake news. She's, she's a liar. So, all right, so let's continue with this. 
So 207, so this is from Huffington Post. So this is, this is the kind of left wing, the corporate media kind of side of it. So 270 doctor scientists call out Joe Rogan's COVID misinformation. A group of 270 scientists, doctors, healthcare workers, and professors, listen to all those accolades and titles, Tim, have signed an open letter slamming Joe Rogan for amplifying misleading claims about the coronavirus pandemic on his widely popular podcast. Well, to the be group. fair, sorry, to be fair, I mean, there's a small percentage in there that were actual scientists, doctors, and healthcare no, 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 workers. No. No, we're we're not we're not we're not going to point at that, even though we kind of did. But let, let's get let's let the Huffington Post, okay, okay, spin, spin its narrative, tell you how fucking dumb you are, All and right. then we'll refute it. Huff and puff. Please. <laughs> okay, so the group in this letter released this week called on Spotify to establish to establish a misinformation policy to moderate the kind of damaging commentary that is sometimes peddled by Rogan and his guests on its platform. Rogan has a concerning history of broadcasting misinformation, particularly regarding the COVID-19 pandemic. Spotify did not respond. They probably told HuffPost to go suck a dick. That's my guess. I, I'm, 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 hoping. I'm paraphrasing. I'm, I'm hoping. I, well, that's conjecture. I'm just, I'm assuming, because I believe Spotify, they're like, I think there's, I think they're based in Sweden. Well, I don't but, know where they're based, so, but I'm I'm hoping that they got some brains up in there. All right. So Rogan last year falsely suggested young, healthy people don't need to be vaccinated against the disease. He later backpedaled, admitting he was a fucking moron and not a respected source of information, even for me. <laughs> So the comedian also baselessly suggested President Joe Biden faked receiving the booster shot on live TV. Okay, so, so, okay, uh, put an uh, put a uh, uh, put a star in that. Okay, let's put a pin in that one. The groups singled out a December episode in which Dr. Robert Merlone, who had been suspended from Twitter for spreading misinformation about COVID nineteen, promoted. Numerous baseless claims. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna stop it right there. It so for any any government official, especially like prime minister, they aren't gonna uh, like my my assumption, and I, I and I, I I would assume Joe has probably probably said the same thing. I I don't remember the the art or that that episode in in its entirety, so maybe that's where I'm kind of getting this from, but. You wouldn't give a, a a medicine to any like high ranking official. Like, what if, like, let's say, what if Joe Joe Rogan or Joe Rogan? <laughs> what if Joe Biden got the shot and he ended up going into like anaphylaxis shot, or he ended up having a reaction? Could you imagine? Oh my god! Like, if anything. He probably had like one of the secret service guys get get shot in the ass and then they siphoned out his blood, put it into like a, you know, put it into like an IV drip and then put the vaccine in there and then gave Joe, Joe Biden that uh, the young person. 
the Secret Service guy, they gave him his blood. So they just like sucked the, all the blood out of him like a like a vampire. <laughs> That's probably what they did. But, okay. So that that's my theory. Okay, but so um yeah, so they they singled out that one episode. So okay, so by allowing the propagation of false and societally harmful assertions, Spotify is enabling its hosted media to damage public trust in scientific research and doubt in the credibility of data-driven guidance offered by medical professionals. So remember all those words, doctors, scientists, healthcare workers all this type of stuff. Spotify has a responsibility to mitigate the spread of misinformation on this platform. Well, YouTube no, doesn't don't. do that. Twitter doesn't do that. If anything, YouTube and Twitter facilitate. And I, I, I and I've argued it. They should possibly be sued for uh, medical or giving medical information without a license. They are not doctors. They don't have a right. They don't know your medical records. Well, maybe they do. You know, Facebook yeah, but, and Twitter are fucking... Yeah, but you have YouTube that literally uh, one of our episodes had uh, Jack Murphy's name in it and we got pulled. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, but so, yeah, so they have a responsibility to mitigate the spread of misinformation on its platform. But presently have no misinformation policy they added. And I, I hope they don't, because I think in the terms of open discussion, you should have good ideas and bad ideas. The good ideas or the ones that are able to articulate their point should win. That's a democratic society. You make your argument and then someone else makes theirs and then you debate it. You know, scientists tried to have Albert Einstein, and I, I stole. I'm stealing this directly from um, from Jimmy Dore, and he does he does great work and kind of helped facilitate the the articles that I, that I'm you know kind of talking about. But you know, it's, this is just it's too fucking funny. It's too ironic to to not talk about. But you know, he he brought up that when Albert Einstein pushed the idea of like the theory of re like general relativity there were doctors trying to get him silenced really yeah yeah there was a letter um i'm sure you you could look it up but there was a letter saying that scientists wanted to ban albert einstein from speaking oh my god so you know trust the science you know when we, you know, when we had that thing, you know, oh, pre presented by Pfizer, you know, and the Pfizer CEO just came out a couple of days ago and said, our vaccine doesn't do much to help. It's, it's pretty much bunk. Did they really? Yes, the Pfizer CEO, Albert, I think it's Albert, I can't remember how you say his last name, but please go ahead and look that up as well. He, he said, like, our vaccines don't do much to, to fight COVID. So, you know, yes, when, when, when there's, it. oh, exactly, because they made fucking record, record profits. So, Katrine Wallace, an epidemiologist at the University of Illinois Chicago School of Public Health, who signed the letter, described Rogan as a menace to public health 
for his promotion of anti-vaccine ideas. I don't think Joe Rogan's... See, that's what I find... Okay, so I think Joe Rogan, he's brought this up a few times. He was for the UFC. They were able to get vaccines, a.k.a. flu shots. And he said, I was going to do it. I thought that they, they were coming down, I believe, to where the event was and everyone was going to get their flu shot. But because the, the timing was messed up, he wasn't able to get it done. So he was just, he was sitting and waiting to get his, his shot. And it just kind of, you know, prolonged and, you know, every, time goes on and then it just kind of slipped away. Well, it was so the next time was he, he was, the next time that he was actually scheduled to go get it, he ended up getting COVID. Yeah. And now, now he, can, he couldn't get it. So yeah. that's what I find crazy that he, he's promote and no, he just talks to doctors and it was crazy that, you know, Dr. Dr. Paul, uh, Paul, Paul, Dr. Paul, Paul Curry, Paul Carey. I can't remember his name, but they, they, he's had multiple doctors on to talk about this stuff. You know, ways to treat it because technically there is no treatment for COVID. There's only a shot. But, Which is um, still mind baffling to me too, because you think with all this time, okay, yeah, they came out with a vaccine, great, but you think that they'd be trying to figure out um, other methods. Well, and that's been Dr. Malone's fucking thing is, how do we stop them from getting sent to the hospital? Because by the time they have to go to the hospital, they are in deep trouble. Because how can we solve that? Which sounds like a great fucking idea. That, sh that should be a doctor's thought. If this is a result, like if the planet is going to get struck by a meteor, is going to get blown up by something, how do we stop that from happening in the first place? You know, there's tons of ideas of painting, uh, you know, meteors that are going to strike the planet, shooting a warhead into them, not hitting, hitting it with something to knock it off its trajectory. You know, well, deal with the problem before it becomes it's in your face and it's it, you you can't do anything yeah which is funny because one of the things that have been uh wildly i guess discussed has been the whole ivermectin thing now ivermectin used to be something that was easy to get a hold of like it was something that people used and you could very easily get it and now it's almost impossible to get like yeah. they are, they are trying so hard to pull this shit, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, if this is well, working think, for some people, what are you doing? Well, the the worst case is, and this was, you know, from the from the CDC, and and, and studies have shown that at worst, it does nothing. That's at worst, there is no noticeable change. So at best, it or at worst, it doesn't do anything. At best. It does something to help. And I'm not saying it absolutely does. I, I think, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I just, I look at the information and, okay, does it help? Is there, you know, claim that the vaccines help that lower your, your uh, sperm count? Yeah. Uh, no, apparently, in fact, it helped with your sperm count. I don't know. That's the thing. I'm just some fucking idiot yelling into the void. But so these are fringe ideas not backed by, uh, oh, so having things like this on the Joe Rogan podcast gives a platform to these 
people and makes it a false balance. I don't think Joe, like Joe had Sanjay Gupta, Dr. Sanjay Gupta on from CNN. And he was telling him, no, this is wrong. And CNN, like Sanjay Gupta said on Joe Rogan, yeah, we, we shouldn't have said that it's horse dewormer. Because you give dog, you give animals medicines that are typically developed for human use. You know, you give Xanax to dogs, you give ivermectin to other animals to help fight parasites. Yep. And they're looking at using it in, in terms of cell uh, cancer treatment. So, you know, a drug so revolutionary won a Nobel Prize in 2015, 16? Won a Nobel Prize in medicine because it was such a revolutionary and it's so harmless that someone that is illiterate can administer it and it is safe. So now to say that it's dangerous and it's killing people is, I think that is, is dangerous. And when you see, oh, we, we had that, that fucking, that, that compilation of presented by Pfizer, brought to you by Pfizer, brought to you by, like, over and over and over. Yep. What they should, what they should be saying is paid for by Pfizer. They just say brought to you by Pfizer. No, say say you know as as uh, Kevin Hart says it. Say it with your chest. What by Pfizer? Okay, so this is what. So yeah, make it a false balance. This is what really bothers me. Wallace told Rolling Stone, "You mean the same Rolling Stone that pushed? Uh, what university was it that uh, this girl got gang raped in a university?" And Rolling Stone completely fabricated that story. You what? mean that Rolling Stone? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I didn't even hear about that. Okay. Oh, Rolling Stone. Uh, look up Mattress Girl. Yep. Uh, mattress Girl. Okay. Uh... So even though they knew, and, and I believe a bunch of boys ended up getting uh, expelled because this girl made a, a, a frivolous claim. Uh, if you haven't heard of the mattress girl, it's not for lack of trying. Among liberal opinion shapers, Emma, well, fuck whatever, you're a piece of shit, who dragged a blue mattress around Columbia University's campus. Here, I'll, uh, I'll share this. Oh. from the National Review. Um, in 2014, to dramatize her plight as a rape victim, was profiled sympathetically in New York Magazine and other publications. Senator Christine Gillibrand invited her to attend one of President Obama's State of the Union speeches. Her story is this, a consensual sexual encounter with a male student named Paul Nungeiser suddenly turned violent without warning he choked her struck her and anally penetrated her while she cried out in pain such things do happen and absolutely they do and that should be called out in the course of researching a book due out due out next year i've spoken to dozens of college students um let's see i'm trying to find well this this is a whole big thing Okay, so none, um, 
Oh yeah, okay, so Sol Kulitz filed charges with the university and the New York police. She later alleged that the New York police mistreated her. So not only did she get raped, and the New York police mistreated her. Both were investigated. Both declined to take action against this boy. It was then that Sol, whatever, undertook her mattress performance as an attempt to brand Nungesser as a rapist and drive him from Colombia. He was shunned and anathematized, as Kathy Young reported in Reason magazine. So Nungesser finished his degree, but he also supplied evidence to Young that undermines the case against him, evidence that was not even admitted to the tribunal that cleared him. Nungeser produced Facebook messages the two exchanged within 48 hours of the alleged rape. In one, Nungeser invited her to a small shindig in his room and asked her to bring cool freshmen. So I assumed to have a little party. She replied, LOL, yes, I'll, I'll be over with the female soon. Also feel like we need to have some real time where we can talk about life and things with a Z. Because we still haven't really had a, a Paul Emma chill sesh. Since summer, 10 days later, she texted him, whatever I want to see you, 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 you oh my respond. God. I'll get the message on my phone. So yeah, so, so she, I, I don't want to read too much more into this, but she, she fabricated the whole thing that she was raped and all this stuff. So this is that, that same Rolling Stone. Or, or maybe the, the Rolling Stone that uh, pushed, I believe it was in... Where the fuck? I think it was in, was it in Idaho? I can't remember. But they said that there were so, so many people were overdosing on ivermectin that the ER could not treat gunshot victims. Oh my and God. And it was all fake. All. It was 100% fabricated. You mean that Rolling Stone? That Rolling Stone. These wow. are fringe okay. ideas. So, Kim, these are fringe ideas, not backed in science, and having it on a huge platform makes it seem like there are two sides to this issue. Yeah. And there, there, there are really not. And learn how to speak. The overwhelming evidence is the vaccine works and it is safe. That, it, that whole statement is a fucking lie. It's a fringe idea? You mean the guy that he dedicated his whole career into this? You mean that the vaccine works? Not according to the Pfizer CEO says they basically do nothing. They don't, they don't work against Omicron. But we're going to push forward with fourth vaccines. We're, you know, all, all, you know, full steam ahead. Yeah. So... All right, so let's look at some of these doctors that signed this. These of the 270 plus doctors, health professionals. Okay, so Christopher, postdoctoral fellow at the University of Queensland, uh, a director of research, Grasshopper Farms. You want to look? You want to look? See what Grasshopper Farms is? Is it a farm where they breed grasshoppers? You know what? I wish it was. <laughs> they sell weed. Oh, Jesus. 
So, this, a director of research at Grasshopper Farms, a dentist, a physician's assistant, a professor, an adult deep, uh, sorry, I have a smudge on my phone, gerontology, a primary care nurse, an epidemiologist research. Okay, so there, there's actually like some credentials. Associate professor of clinical neurology, a brain doctor, an analytical scientist, a consultant, postdoctoral fellow, emergency medicine physician, a writer and a researcher at John Hopkins. So these are some of the people that, that were saying uh, Joe Rogan is absolutely dangerous. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take their word for it. Mm -hmm. Oh, look from The Guardian. Uh, a menace to public health. 270 doctors. Uh, you mean the, 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 the chick or dude that works at Grasshopper Farms? A menace, makes a menace to public health. <laughs> really? Come on, look at that smile. How can we menace? <laughs> okay, but so let's look at the, the Nelson or Nielsen ratings. Look at that. Joe, the Joe Rogan experience. 11 million views. Oh, that's crazy. Look at Tucker Carlson, 3.24. The five, which was, I believe, on Fox, is nearly three million. Kennedy, three million. Fox Prime Time, less than 2.4 percent or 2.4 million. Look at CNN. CNN, the Ooh. trusted name in news. Ooh, they got the trusted down. name. Not even a million. Okay, so let's look at Salon. Doctors urge, doctors, Kim, fucking doctors at Grasshopper Farms or, or dentist. A, a consultant. <laughs> yeah, yeah a, a dentist. Yeah, that's oh. like, like, come on. Yeah, from Salon, you know, the, uh, oh, no, that was Gawker that got sued by Hulk Hogan. Sorry. Doctors urge Spotify to stop enabling Joe Rogan to damage public trust in scientific research. Okay, sure. And then you have Twitter itself getting involved in this from Tom Fitton. So if you look in trending with Joe Rogan, this is what gets forced to the top. This is Twitter doing this. More than 270 medical experts. Him, med they're medical experts. Yeah, I'm sure Call that out assistant Spotify. is an expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so let, let's let's conclude with uh you know back on the on the other foot Sixteen thousand doctors 270 16,000 i'm not that great at math but i i think i think sixteen thousand has a couple more spots than 270 a little bit and what are these sixteen thousand doctors saying so this, this comes from uh, Dr. Malone. Oops. Oh, shit. I said the word again. Damn it. So this is their declaration. This is from 16,000 doctors. And so you know what? YouTube, this is, this is him saying it. So you know what? Pick me off. I don't give a shit. 
So we, the physicians of the world, united and loyal to the Hippocratic Oath, recognize the imminent threat to humanity brought forth by current COVID-19 policies. COVID-19 policies are compelled to declare the following. Whereas, after 20 months of research, millions of patients treated, hundreds of clinical trials performed, and scientific data. But, 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 but I, I thought, I thought that Wallace and, and Grundle person said that this is a fringe idea that has no medical or scientific evidence. But that's, that's what Wallace and Grumble said. <laughs> okay. And scientific data shared. We have demonstrated and documented our success and understanding in combating COVID-19. Whereas in considering the risk versus benefits of major policy decisions. Pol see, that's the thing. They're talking about policies. Thousands of physicians and medical scientists worldwide have reached consensus on three fundamental principles. And these are the three fundamentals. That healthy children shall not be subject to forced vaccination. That naturally immune persons recovered from SARS-CoV-2 shall not be subject to any restriction or vaccine mandates. <laughs> that all health agencies and institutions shall cease interfering with physicians treating individual patients. Yes. I agree. Yeah. They're just saying policy. They're not talking about whether treatment works. They're talking about policy, forced vaccination. So here we go. 16,000 physicians and scientists agree kids shouldn't get the COVID vaccine. This is, this is from the Children's Health Defense Fund or childrenhealthdefense.org. From New York Daily News. Oh, sorry. Nope, that's your article. Oops, please. So, oh God, what the fuck did I just do? I don't know. <laughs> did I just break it? I'm a bitch. Oh, there we go. So again, so he's not talking about do the vaccines work or not. He doesn't give a fuck about that. He's looking at the science of it, which you know Wallace and Grumble has said that there is no there is no refuting it. Well, I wonder how much money did Pfizer give this person? Who is Katrine? Well, I'm, you know what? I didn't, I didn't, Katrine Wallace. Who is this? Dr. Katrine Wallace is an epidemiologist, professional nerd, and interpreter of data. Professional nerd? That's a title? Uh, uh, apparently. Oh, snap. Who also, who, who is also a TikTok influencer? You know, I, I shouldn't, you know, and, hey, you got to respect the fucking muscle. So, you... how is uh, that even let's... like, ugh. how are those even what? credentials, though? A professional nerd and a, a TikTok influencer? Okay, everybody else, everything else, okay, whatever. But how are those two things even relevant? Oh, she's a TikTok yes. influencer? Oh, so she must know her shit. Yeah. Oh, from Flag and Cross? This sounds like a fucking conservative outlet. Oh, in God we trust. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Top scientist says Anthony Fauci lied about U.S. funding Chinese lab research, which absolutely he did. Okay, but so anyways, I, I'll, you know, I, I really, personally, I don't give a shit. Um, 
when one person is just saying, no, the science is settled, and then a bunch of other people, 270 to 16,000. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to side with this. You know, apparently the doctors that are saying, hey, hey, like, no, no, we're not getting funding from Pfizer. We're, we're, just, we're not. We're saying, hey, let's look at other treatment methods in order to combat this. Hey, I agree with that. Bless me, stars all. I sneezed. Nobody heard yeah. that. <laughs> oh. Okay, so... Um, all right, so with that... All right, you have a bit of an article. So, I uh, do. Okay, yes. So I came across a couple of things today. Um, one of them was from Twitter. And it's from the New York Daily News. And it was headlined, The Search is On in Canada for an Anti-Vaccination Dad Who is Accused of Hiding His 7-Year-Old Daughter to Keep Her from Being Vaccinated Against COVID-19. Like, this, this is news. Like, okay. Anyway. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is... Um, see, but, I, I, but that, that's the thing, like... Now you're like I said, you're considered anti-vax if you're against mandate. Yeah. So is he just, hey, I don't think my kid should get it because, you know, we've already discussed like, hey, a healthy child, not someone that's, you know, already has leukemia and is ready to fucking die. OK, the argument could be made there, but it should be in the best interest of the parent. It should be the parents should have that decision and then talked about it yeah not the government saying you no you don't agree with the government therefore we're going to take your children away no yeah. that's what they do in china that's what they do in in communist countries that's what they do in like you know like the middle east oh you're teaching your daughter oh you know off uh, off a roof you go well to be fair if it's a girl in china they would have just drowned him in a bathtub by now so the fact that this child got to seven in china like if this was in china would have been a fucking miracle so. Yeah, no, but this is Canada. So um, after I had seen that, I kind of went on to uh, do a little research and look into the article. So the article states that the search is on for a seven-year-old Canadian girl whose mom says the child's father absconded with the child to keep her from being vaccinated against COVID-19. Educational assistant, whatever Jackson, tells Canadian Broadcasting Corporation that her ex-husband, Michael Jackson, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> is keeping their unvaccinated daughter in an undisclosed location so she can't be inoculated. She's only seven, the worried mom said. She needs to be at home. Jackson said her ex-husband, who has joint custody of the girl, was supposed to have returned the second grader to the mother's custody nearly two months ago and did not. She last spoke to the girl by phone November 21st. Saskatchewan judges have ensued court orders demanding that the child be returned to the mother to no avail so far authorities went to the girl father girl's father's home in saskatchewan but nobody was there cbc reported that michael jackson appeared on a webcam program called live with laura lynn where host laura lynn uh tyler thompson formerly of the 700 club of canada supported the disappearing dad's decision the little girl was put in front of the camera to deliver a statement it can change your DNA, the child said. I don't believe God wants me to, and it can make you sick and kill you. 
Tyler Thompson praised the girl for knowing a bit about what's going on and called her so cute. The Western Standard reports that the child's name is Sarah. The lawyer, the missing girl's mom, said we never seen anything quite like this. A tearful Jackson told CBC uh, she has a message for the little girl. Mommy will never stop looking for you, she said. Every day I pray that someday you'll be home. I love you so much. Mommy is standing strong and someday we will be together. So, so I, I... I'm a little torn on this. Yeah. But I, I think, so her saying that, okay, so maybe the dad is, you know, like, like a traditional anti-vaxxer. Maybe. Okay. But you don't ostracize people. You talk to them. You sympathize with them. Like, I, hey, I understand your concern. Talk to them about it. What issues are you having with it? If you come from a place of compassion and understanding, a welcoming face and a handshake, you can get so much accomplished. I understand where you're coming from. I understand your fear and hesitation. That statement has so much. It's such a disarming statement. I understand where you're coming. I understand your concern. And this is for me as a parent. I've looked at at both sides. I don't think the kid should be vaccinated or should get a flu shot, I should say. And I, mean, I, this I, is... I, I agree to an extent, but, you know, it, it, it can change your DNA. I guess it depends where you get your information from, but this should be out in the open. Does it change your DNA? Like, that should be a, a, form, a forward question. Obviously, the dad believes this. Like, that's the thing. You need to convince the parent more than you need to convince the child. The and thing- if they believe God wants me to, like, Steve, sorry, I, I don't mean to keep interrupting you, but Steve Jobs got off of taking chemotherapy because he started following a holistic doctor that was telling him you shove silver iodine up your ass or whatever, and you, you light sage and, and it'll cure you. Well, it fucking killed him. But he has the right to ki- like do that. Yeah. But for, but for the government to go so hard on this, because you, sh- I, you bet your bottom dollar, if that, if and when that girl is found, the court is going to say, by order, you no longer have contact with your child, or by order of the government, she will be vaccinated against your wishes as her parent. Which is, that's, that's terrifying. It's terrifying. And this whole situation is honestly, it's heartbreaking. I mean, people need to wake up. The, the fact that we are literally losing so many of our rights and Canada has become so passive that we're literally allowing things like this to happen. And nobody is standing up for their rights. Nobody is saying, hey, this is not okay. Yes, there's a few, but there needs to be more and the fact that there's so many passive people in Canada that is just govern me harder daddy and just doing whatever it is that they're told without even realizing the ramifications of everything we've talked about this numerous times on this podcast about how all this COVID stuff is literally ripping families apart it's ruined friendships it's ruined relationships it's ruined jobs 
like so much destruction has happened due to the fact that you have the government literally demanding everybody do this. And then you have the government and the media that's putting out there that anybody who doesn't get vaccinated, they are bad people. They want everybody to be sick and they have all this animosity and anger towards one another. And it is literally tearing people apart. You have a family who, unfortunately, husband and wife are no longer together, but shared joint custody with a child. Now the child is stuck in the middle because of these things. And instead of the parents coming to some sort of agreement or understanding, you have one parent on one side saying, I want my child vaccinated. You have the other parent on the other side saying, I don't think it's safe. We should not do this to the point where the father felt like he had to take his daughter away or she was going to get vaccinated in order to try to save her life. Because he's yeah. worried that obviously that this is going to potentially kill her and he is scared. So you have yeah, so much fear right. in people. And this it, it's honestly, it's heartbreaking because exactly like you said, if they do find this little girl, he's going to lose all of his rights. She's probably going to get vaccinated. And I hope that nothing happens to her. But now she's not going to see her dad anymore. You have a mom who's at home that's worried sick about her kid who hasn't yeah. seen her in months. And as a mother, that breaks my heart. I would be absolutely beside myself. Yeah. Well, and so it's, uh, this is, this is, this is the type of stuff that happens when you are pushed out of public discourse. When the ideas are not able to be out in the open because you, Okay, so let's say if this father was on, on, on Twitter and he was, you know, spouting this stuff, saying that it's going to kill you. Look at this article. Look at this doctor. Like, we even showed that, uh, or talked about that doctor that was saying that in five years, everyone that gets uh, COVID gets a vaccine is going to be dead. In five years. And I said, oh, I don't know about that. That sounds a little outlandish. But, you know, you make the claim. If you're going to make the claim, you need to provide evidence. So, you know, this dad, let, let's just hypothetical. And this happens every single day on yeah. Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. This, this happens a lot that, okay, you shared something against the, the official narrative. You're gone. Well, it's not like that person disappears. They don't just, they're not just gone. They go, now they start going into, you know, maybe like, um, like Gawker, you know, they start, okay, well, now I need to confirm. I need to, you know, I need to go to a place, to a community where I'm accepted. Well, what do you do? You, they then get welcomed into the hands of places that, you know, could be like a QAnon kind of thing. And then they reinforce, they feel it. It becomes an echo chamber and it whips people into frenzies where one side is no longer talking to the other. You know, and, I, and I've said, like, I'm subject to it, too. When I pe see people saying that, you know, Joe Biden, he, you're doing an amazing job. You're representing North America or you're representing uh, the United States so well. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. What? A, or, or, you know, Justin Trudeau, I'm so proud of, of everything that you've done. And, and you're 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 an amazing ambassador for Canada. Are are we watching the same movie? I don't think so. I would like to see those receipts. I, I want to see what it is that he's done that's so great. 
when you actually but, uh, what are, like, I, I don't want to i don't want to sidetrack too much from but you know it's just you end up forcing people to find those so yeah you, you, you they end up getting welcomed into communities that hey you know maybe they just they don't think like you and it becomes a big fucking problem because once they're there how do you get them back right but i i more feel i more feel pity because this dad is just trying to save his child in his mind he is saving him. yeah and, and that is any parent's goal like i any any parent that like cares about their child will say i will protect them i will do the best that i can in order to protect them and you know that, to him i guess that's that's what he feels he needs to do in order to save them but now that there's this this witch hunt now i'm sure he's probably terrified probably. that if i get found up i'm gonna lose my daughter for the rest of my life and then guess what you're probably going to have another fucking suicide statistic. Yep. I'll There's probably just... go into a massive depression and it, it's, it's heartbreaking. It is. I feel for both sides. Like when I first see, stumbled across it, right? Like on Twitter or whatever, when I first seen the, the Twitter feed, I was kind of like, Oh God, really? People are running or on this manhunt for a guy who's trying to, you know, keep his daughter away from getting vaccinated. Like, oh my God. And I just kind of like rolled my eyes. And then as I read the story, literally my heart goes out to both of those parents and that little girl. I feel bad for all of them. And I literally, I blame the government and I blame the media. Yeah. Because this is yeah. what you have done. And it's kind of funny because I went through, I was reading some of the comments on this article and there were two of them that I thought was kind of, I pointed out here. Anyway, there's one from Lawnmower America. It says, this happens to you, the United States the moment the guns are handed over. And then from yeah. JD, I don't care what side of the issue you were on. Read the headline again. This is happening in 2022 in an, oh my God, ostensibly civilized society should scare the shit out of anybody. Yeah. Well, and like you see, a lot of people they're they're liking it, and even the original article. Yeah, you know this didn't this didn't get ratioed. Well, the thing is, like I've like, I've heard it a few times. Like anybody who listens to the news and follows things on like Australia and stuff like that, Canada is being lumped in with Australia. Like you listen to it yeah. and you hear about passive countries and stuff like that, and and what's happening to them. It's always look what's happening in Australia. Look what's happening in Canada. Yep. Like it's, it's insane and it's embarrassing. Like I, I'm embarrassed at times to say that I'm Canadian and Canada was a place that I used to be proud of. And I loved the fact that I was Canadian. And right now where it's a joke, what's happening and the fact that people are literally just bending over and allowing these things to happen in Canada in 2022, wake up people. Yep. Yeah, and it's been two years. Okay, all right, let's get to this uh, this next one. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay, so the next thing I had stumbled across. Oh, oh, oh. I guess. Um, sorry. Um, I, I would love to hear people people's opinion in regard to that. What side do you fall on? Are you on the side of uh, you know the government should be stepping in, 
or you know do you side like with the dad and he's just trying to protect his daughter or or what i'd, I'd love to hear uh love to hear people's uh opinions on it yes okay so right, this so last article that we got here um is is something else that i had stumbled across so it was regarding oh, pardon me regarding um truckers and food shortages so truckers park their vehicles major shortages coming to canada yay <laughs> who's excited i've been saying this, saying this. I, I posted this uh either on twitter or facebook that you think shit's bad now just you wait it's about yep. to get a lot worse come january 15th i'm i'm honestly i'm the, the more that i was reading into this today the, the more scared i was getting but okay so videos of truckers unvaccinated and vaccinated alike locking up their vehicles and exploding on social media as drivers park their trucks to protest the Canadian government's vaccine mandate for those in the profession. According to the Ontario Trucking Association president, Stephen Laskowski, Canada already faces a trucker shortage as fewer people have chosen to get the job in recent years. This will be heavily exasperated, he says. In Ontario alone, he suspects to lose 10% of his workforce instantly, roughly 16,000 truckers. And these are just 10% of those who remain unvaccinated in Ontario. The civilization ending figures goes or does not include the other 90% of truckers standing in unison with their colleagues. Sylvian Charlebois, a professor specializing in food distribution shares Laskowelski's concern, saying that the industry is already roughly 18,000 drivers, yeah, 18,000 drivers short, and that many who are approaching retirement may simply just call it quits early. According to the Global News, there's over 26,000 truckers who cross the border every day. Can we just take that for a second? Every day. 26,000 truckers cross from Canada, U.S. border every day and deliver everything from food to manufacturing materials, a critical process that may now be disrupted. Even the mainstream even media. Even more. Yeah. Even the mainstream. be disrupted even more. Indeed. Even the mainstream media has been critical of Trudeau's decision to impose federal vaccine mandates on truckers, writing an article after article alerting Canadians to come or to the coming mass food shortage. Canada imports about $21 billion worth of agri-food products from U.S. to or every year, and about 60 to 70 percent of the food imported arrives on wheels. That's almost 20% of the food Canadians buy in both food service and retail. And the timing isn't great either, much of which the volume comes through during the winter months when produce from the southern states offers welcome supplies to Canadian consumers. Stopping some of that business could exacerbate the driver shortage the industry is already experiencing and could drive up retail prices even further in weeks to come. So here's a little a little picture. And then I actually have um a video, two videos that I want to play for you guys. 
back. Okay. So this first one uh, comes from some Vinny on Twitter that goes by the name Yukon Strong. And let's take a look. So it looks like Justin Trudeau and the Liberals have decided to go after the supply chain with vaccine mandates. This is highly risky and seriously dangerous, to say the least. You know, truckers are an ultra vital, vital service we've been relying on since day one. They've been abused up until this point. And they spend 95% of their time in self-isolation as it is. Like, this is going to have an imperceptible effect on public health whatsoever and a catastrophic effect on a food supply shortage. So if you need groceries, medicine, supplies, ammunition, you need to call in sick today and go shopping. Because even if we could magically convince all the truckers to get vaccinated tomorrow, they still got to get their first dose, their second dose, their booster. We're talking weeks here, guys. The next few months, we're going to see savage human rights violations. I want you to think about how people were reacting over toilet paper. Now imagine food. This is a signal from the Liberal government that they are willing to do anything for this population and their children. It's our first taste of what a true socialist state feels like, a, a tyrannical government looking to inflict serious societal harm in order to maintain control and excuse power abuse. And they're going to try and scapegoat the unvaccinated every step of the way. That's why they're changing how they count cases. They're going to try and throw out every single vaccinated case they can to ramp up the propaganda and blame me. It's all me. But I'm not the one who's turning off the food supply, Canada. I'm not the one who fired doctors and nurses and then decided to hire them back. I'm not the one who spent $350 billion and didn't build a single hospital last year. Ultimately, I am not afraid of anything mm -hmm. this government or anyone else out That's there is planning to do to me. I would yep. rather die than live the next 40 years of my life under this style of governance. So even if you get the COVID Gestapo to come around, lock me up, shoot me, whatever you're planning to do, uh, <laughs> it's not going to solve your problem. You got a tyrannical government, a black-faced prime minister, a vaccine that doesn't really work, and now you're not really going to have food. Not my fault. No, it's not his fault, and it's also super scary. Well, and, and the point that he brought up. So there, there's always the, 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 the adage or the, the, I don't know, the mantra uh, is, if you bought it, a truck brought it. Yep. So if, you know, and I'm like, I, the thing is, like for me, so anyone that doesn't know, I own a little trucking company. I own a truck and trailer, and I, I'm, the, I'm the, you know, I'm the, the wheel jockey. Or steering wheel holder, rig jockey, you know, <laughs> uh, pavement pounder. You know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. You know, that big fucking thing that you think is just in your way. I'm not there because I, I, I want to be there. I don't want to be in L.A. fucking traffic. The last thing I want to do is be in L.A. traffic during rush hour. Last thing I want to be doing is going through Chicago, going through almost the entire state of Illinois. Driving into Vancouver, driving into Toronto. I'm there because I'm providing a service. And when COVID first started, there was some reprieve. You know, there was some loosening excuse me, for, for drivers um, that were hauling medical supplies. There was, there was some relaxations because they understood we need to get that stuff where it needs to go. 
again, I'm not there because I want to be there. I'm there because I'm doing a job. And you know what? Call me an idiot. I take pride in what I do. You know, I, I try to follow, you know, every, every law. You think your city has fucked up laws? Try, try remembering every single state law, every single provincial law. In, in Alberta, you cannot do a U-turn unless there is a light saying you can do it. In other places, you can do a U-turn. And this is just in a car, not including, you know, the, the, the limitations and stuff that are in place for, for semis. Yeah. But I take, I take pride in what I do. I try to do, I, okay. So for anyone that isn't a, a truck driver, you might not, you might not see the relevance or, or the importance in this. I had, out of my 12 years in driving, I've lost, I've lost one load, and that's, that, that could be a story for a different day, but um, I've had one load, and I felt like I was a failure because I broke one pail of frozen strawberries out of the 30 something thousand pounds that I was hauling one one bucket broke and I felt like I failed wow that that is that like honestly I'm not trying to play it up that is what I see it as I failed I am there to get this stuff from A to B safely and without any damage. One thing fell off and I failed my job. My commitment. You know, I have, I, I've received, you know, safe driving awards. The biggest, or the biggest award that I ever got was a customer saying, I want Tyler to come back. That means more than, than a safe driving award than a, a safety bonus. It's the, when the customer says, he does such a good job, I want him yeah. or her. I want that person because they do an amazing job. Yep. That is, that's the type of pride that I have. When the highways were shut down, you know, for anyone that's been driving through, uh, you know, I was driving through North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, Minneapolis, anyone that knows, or what day are we on? Well, this is Tuesday, so uh, Tuesday, January 18th. We always record a day before. Um, all those blizzards and snowstorms where there are tons of cars and semis in the ditch. Yeah. I was driving through that. I didn't stop. In fact, I, I kind of like it because I know there's so many guys that stop because they're a bunch of pussies. <laughs> but... Or, okay, to be fair, though, if they're inexperienced, I'd rather them pull over. If they're experienced drivers, then, yeah, I'd say they're being pussies. <laughs> no, but everyone, <laughs> everyone has their limit. But, you know, I'm doing that because I have a job to do. Yeah. And, you know, the government, and the thing is, the government flip-flopped on this. I ended up phoning uh, the, the CTA, the, the Canadian Trucking Alliance. I phoned them. Well, what is your position on this? Are you guys going to be fighting this? And they said, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be fighting this. And the government said, okay, we'll back down on it. And what did they do? Nah, fuck you. <laughs> nah, fuck you. 
That's literally what they did. Yep. They said on the on the I believe on the thirteenth they said okay okay we'll we'll recall it, and then what did they do? Ah, you know what? Fuck them. And then you know the point that the guy brings up, like I, I like I said, I drive all over these places. Shelves are empty. Well, and Basic guy... stuff. I'm trying to get a jug a, a jug of milk. I'm not, I'm not trying to find some obscure thing. Just a jug of milk so I could have fucking cereal in the morning. I could find one liter jugs. No two liters, no four liters. I could find chocolate milk in two liter jugs. <laughs> well, yeah, like, who's going to okay, put that in cereal other than a freaking 10 year old child? Yeah. So you can't even find basic supplies in this point of you thought you thought toilet paper was fucking bad and look at all of it. I, I was literally yeah. just going to bring that up. Like, that was such a good point. I remember when that happened, like going into stores and I, I needed toilet paper. Like I wasn't there to hoard it or take a million yeah. things of it. I just needed a package of toilet paper so me and my family could wipe our ass. And there was, I was nothing. Yeah. I tried to find paper towel just so that I could clean the windshield, you know, clean off my lights during snowstorms or during, you know, slushy seasons. I couldn't find any just to. Nope. Like, I don't use paper towel to wipe my ass. I'm trying to keep, keep the truck clean because I take pride in my fucking equipment. Oh, no, I find it, it. Didn't matter. Toilet paper, paper towel, Kleenex, and any sort of sanitizing product. They were gone. You couldn't find anything. I remember my yeah. dad lining up at Costco at like five o'clock in the morning just to try to be one of the first people in line, which he still wasn't, but just to try to get in there to get a package of toilet paper for us because we couldn't yeah. get any. And it was just, it was absolutely absurd. And like, this is what scares me is exactly that. The guy made that exact point is you thought getting toilet paper was bad during that spot. Now we're getting into your food and you have your, like he mentioned food, you got your clothes, you got your medicines. It all comes by truck and Canada yeah, being short I'm on food. That is scary shit yeah so it's uh you know and the point that he makes that it, it shows that the liberal party and again for me I, I have my i have my problems with the two major political parties ndp you're you're just socialist so i i i don't take you guys seriously but um but he has shown trudeau has shown that he will he is like I said, he is divisive. He will, for the 10%, for 10%, government will sacrifice everything for absolute compliance. Absolute compliance. Which is just crazy to me. Like, in the beginning, and, it was just, okay, we want the majority of the people. Then it, well, 75%, then 85%, then 90%. Well, guess what? We're at 90%. And now yeah, and they fact, want that 100%. Well, and, and as an article that we brought up, most people that aren't are minority groups, are, are Aboriginal, are, are African, like are, are Black, are Middle Eastern. People who have a hard time even trusting the government to begin with. Yeah, so 10%, you're, you're going to sacrifice. You are that petty. You would sacrifice the 90% for the 10 to turn that 90%. On ten percent, how frail! It's not a 
how frail like it's it's no how frail is your ego yeah how frail is your own ability to govern you are a representative and i'll say that over and over again you are not a leader because a leader listens you are not a leader no he's a at, tyrant yeah, at, at best at best you're a representative and if that is if that is the summation of representation in canada i am beyond embarrassed and i am ashamed to call myself canadian yeah he is literally a tyrant you're standing up there looking at people saying every one of you bow down before me and if you don't everybody will suffer i want every last knee on that ground like that is scary Yeah. All right. So let's, okay, let's so get let's, into this uh, next one. Yeah. So this next video is a short one. Um, and it goes along with the ones that we were just talking about here. Yeah. All right. While Fire we're it up. protesting the vaccine mandate. I'm not gonna lie. When I seen this, I literally I got like goosebumps. Like just the fact that they're they're just nah, fuck you. Like this is not right, and we are gonna stand up. And the thing is, like even in the article that um I had brought up earlier, it's vaccinated and unvaccinated. They're all standing in unison together because it has nothing to do with. If you're vaccinated or not, it has everything to do with these bullshit mandates. It's not right. And even people who have been vaccinated, the the ones that decide to can use their brain still, they realize this is not right. This is wrong and we need to start standing up. You have to. Well, to be fair, you know, you should like take a look in your rearview mirror like a year ago. That's where your freedoms were. That's where they are. You know, now look. Okay, food shortages. We're already, you know, in fact, I ended up lobbing off an article talking about inflation because everything is already costing more, way more. Oh, you think the government's helping you? No, they're saying, hey, we're, we're raising taxes. Oh, um, uh, the carbon tax? Well, that's going up. Uh, taxes across the board. Your your Canadian pension fund. Well, you're going to have to pay more into that. Yeah, because inflation is becoming out of fucking control. Well, yeah, even groceries. Like I mentioned in earlier podcasts as well. Like I am literally spending double the money that I was spending before, and I'm not getting any more. It's not like all of a sudden I'm I'm buying more food or fancier food or whatever. Nay, nay. I'm literally buying the exact same shit as I always do, and it's costing me double, which then in turn causes you to what? Run out of food faster. And I can't keep up with it. Like things are way too expensive. Meat is absurdly expensive right now. Like I, yeah. I just, this, uh, mm, mm, this makes me very angry. No, and this is why you need to talk to your politicians. You need to make your voice heard. You know, the people that decide to sit and, 
oh, I'll just duck down and, and you know, so the, it's like, it's like watching a fire. It's like a fire is coming. You've seen your, your, you know, your far neighbors, you know, their houses have been burned and you standing there going, not going to happen to me. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you sure about that? Because I bet those other people thought the same thing. I'll just shut up, keep my head down and it'll just blow over. Nope. Like I said, your, your rights, your Canadian charter of rights. Yeah. It's a year ago. And, you know, it's crazy to see. Like we don't even have a charter of rights anymore. Like it's like, just and, everything's and so been taken away. So I, I'm looking. So I'll just look at a couple of these of these comments. And it's kind of funny to see Connie Penner uh, getting uh, ratioed pretty good. Bloody fucking embarrassing. I'm in shape. I'm ashamed to call myself a professional driver. Professional drivers don't have time for this bullshit. They do their logs, get their shots, pay their dues, not play around like this. Only the uneducated. Time is money. Hashtag snowflakes. Yeah, that one actually made me really mad. That made me really, really mad. It's unreal to see the, the division. Okay, well then, as a professional, then go find your own fucking stuff. Yeah. Well, and then like, it's selfish and like, irresponsible of them. Yeah. So not- I, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little torn because from a business standpoint, it's, you know, for me, it's, you know, the greed in me is, oh, well, then, you know what, please, yeah, get off the road because I can charge more. Like, that's the greed side in me, but also, like, you know, I, I will do what I can to boost this. And obviously, like, the, you know, the raw news, it has a lot more reach than we do. Like, we're just fucking nobodies. But, you know, I'll do what I can in order to boost this to say, hey, this shit is not okay. Yeah. And, you know. No, it isn't. And it, it, it seems like when I was reading the comments, it's there's there's a lot of people who are applauding them. And then you have the other ones that, you know, well, truck driver's job won't exist in 10 years, so might as well go out with a bang. And or- it's not. That's the thing. It's not. I'd say in probably 20, 30 years, by the, by my, by the end of my lifetime, tr- yeah. trucking will not be a driver in the seat. It'll probably be either automated or it'll be a driver in a remote area. You know, like how they, you know, how they fly planes. It'll be like, Remote, how they fly drones. It'll be yeah. something like that. <laughs> Can you imagine just sitting there at your computer desk, remote controlling your truck to the other side of the country? <laughs> yeah. It'd be interesting. And then you have that this. Ass- yeah. And then you have this asset, Riley, just showing they are the problem. Really? The yeah, truckers are the problem. Okay. Well, good luck getting your shit, dude. Well, I don't know, but but that's the thing when when you have no idea how the system works, like it, you know, I I just I I don't, you know, but for someone to say as a professional, okay, yeah, then then Connie, what what do you do? Like, if you're a professional, oh, so we get our shots. Uh, we typically don't get shots. Pay their dues. What dues? Your medical. Stuff. Speaking of, I need to talk to my fucking doctor. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, and this is this is a thing with. I understand, like with the you know, like the McDonald's thing. McDonald's is not going to stop operating because their employees say, "Well, we want more money." They're just going to go, "Fuck you." We'll put in kiosks then. Yeah. We'll replace your job because we're not just going to give up money, but also uh, you know a lot of these guys. Yeah, they're just the old guys are just going to say, "You know what? I've done it long enough. I'm I'm sick of it." The thing is with with truckers, like we want to be left alone. Leave me alone. Let me do my job. And there's one thing, actually, that I tell my dispatch. I'll phone you. Tell me what I'm doing and fuck off. Well, even like that guy said in the, in the first video, like 95% of the time, truckers are already spending, or sorry, they're already spending 95% of their time isolated. Like it, it's not yeah. like they're, they're out there mingling and socializing and whatever. They're literally driving their job from one end of the country to the other. Like they're, they already are isolated. And then you're just going to make things even worse. And like this, this Connie guy or whatever, like saying, well, it's only the uneducated and time is money. Okay. I can understand the whole time is money aspect of it because, you know, when you have the mentality of a trucker, you know, that's your job. You got to get from A to B, you got to go, right? That is your job. But well, at, at the there same are some point, things that are worth. exactly. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say exactly that. There are some things that are, that are worth standing up for. Well, they're worth more than money. Yeah. Money is only a vehicle to, to do things you want to do. Yeah. Like, okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's get out of here. All right. Thank you everybody for listening. Hope you're having a fantastic week so far. Uh, if you're from the Winnipeg area, drive safe, keep warm. This blizzard is fun. Um, don't forget to, again, we upload three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If you, don't see us on YouTube. We'll be on Rumble, Spotify, and Anchor and Google Podcasts. Uh, you can check us out on our Facebook group, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you, everybody, for listening and subscribing. And if you're new here, welcome. Please subscribe, hit the like button, leave some comments below. We want to hear your thoughts on these topics. Okay. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs>